This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Ben Vigent, and he talks to me about his love of pinball. It was an incredible conversation, and had I known that that was going to be his topic of choice, I probably would have chosen to record it in some sort of barcade, of which we discuss many during the discussion, but instead, we were outside of local bar and eatery, Clark Street Dog, so you will hear some street sounds and such. I apologize for that. But, you know, I think it gives it some character. You know, you can really build the world of Chicago around our conversation. That's where I'm coming to it from, and I'm sticking to it. Ben and I are in a show together that he also co-wrote that opens on Wednesdays in October at the IO Theater at 8.30. It's called Ben Plays the Mayor, as you can guess, Ben is playing the mayor in our little play. It's set in a fictional world called Crimtown, of which Ben and past guest of the show, Sarah Shockey, have written a number of plays set in the same spot. So I get to come in on the fun of an already realized world of Crimtown. It's been a joy to work on with Ben and to play with him and Man, I loved this conversation. I truly feel like we could have talked for much longer. I had so many more questions, but I had to reel them in. I figure I will be able to ask him more during the process of Ben Plays the Mayor. Again, that is Wednesdays in October at 8.30 in the Jason Chin Herald Cabaret at the IO Chicago Theater. If you would like to see Ben in another show that he also co-wrote, also with a past guest of MBSing, Stephen Winchell, you can check out The Funny Papers. It's at Prop Theater, uh, which is located around, like, Kinsey and Addison here in Chicago, Illinois. It plays this Thursday, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, and next Thursday. So the next two Thursdays in September at 8 o'clock at the Prop Theater, check out The Reader Recommended, The Funny Papers. So a lot of chances to catch Ben in a live show and even more chances to uh, catch him around Chicago at one of these great barcades playing some incredible pinball cabinets. I think if you like this show, you would like another show in the Chicago Podcast Cooperative, of which MBSing is a part, called Talking Games. Ben was a guest on Talking Games when it was still active, and now you can go back, find that episode, which was also, I was told, recorded remotely. So I guess Ben's just the kind of guy that people want to take on the road. So check out Tim and Clayton and possibly Kellen talking to Ben on a past episode of Talking Games, wherein they unpack everything going on in the video game world as they see it as at the time of the recording. I don't know what Ben's topic was. You'll have to you'll have to check it out yourself. I think that's the only plugs I would like to include. Without further ado, here's Ben and I talking about pinball. 
I've done this before uh, with this remotely. I've done whole episodes just not at Clark Street Dock, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel bad because I've actually I've I've wanted to. I've never been to the cards office. It's oh really? Was like, oh, I'll have to find another uh, time for you to no. come there to invite you to a thing. Yeah, it really is. It's cool, and the facilities for recording and everything are amazing, and I use them all the time. But it is not in a necessarily convenient part it's, of town. Yeah. And it's also, it's like, I no longer work in a cool office anymore. Like, I work in a, like, a very tucked away, old, like, just bureaucratic university office. Of course. That, like, and people, my, and working in a cool office sounds kind of fun, but then, like, it's fun for, like, a couple days, and then it's just not, like, then you're just like, I get all this kooky crap out of my way. I need to do my job. Honestly, I know for a fact that that is not necessarily frustration, but I know that is accurate about the car's office. Just in the sense of like, yeah. there's so many people there and so much going on in the space that at times I am positive that it is hard to get work done. Yeah. Like regardless of how much you can, you know, draw focus. Yeah. Whereas like at, uh, at a very <laughs> yeah. nondescript building Stale. on the south side of Chicago. Right. Um, like, yeah, the uh, one of my coworkers once said, like, oh, I hear that they have, like, a, a foosball table or whatever, like, at, at Groupon. Like, that must have been cool. And I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was... Whatever. It, it's it kind of fun to have a panini press. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> That's choice. <laughs> like, That's like your, having a panini your press. Your perk of choice. But it was like a panini press that no one ever claimed. But I didn't care. I was just like, well, if it gets hot enough, it, you know, <laughs> it's, it's disinfecting itself. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so we're outside, outside of Clark street dock. I want to point out mm -hmm. that I've just been like, since we're sitting outside on this patio, there are some people I've seen just walking up and down the street. Yeah. I've noticed a couple and to be fair, I do that, like, if I'm running early for something, like, he a does. half hour to an hour, like, <laughs> I might be like, oh, the bus might be too slow. I'll, uh, I'll walk up and down the block a couple times, and I always wonder, like, oh, I bet, Somebody I bet there's someone noticing. that notices that, like, I'm just noticing that. and now I'm like, oh, no, someone does. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> the people outside of restaurants recording podcasts notice when I pace back and yeah. forth <laughs> on one block. Yeah. My guest today is Ben Vigent. Yep. And we're going to talk about his love of pinball. Pinball, yeah. What is the origin of your interest in pinball? So I grew up... Um, so uh, I grew up and in uh, the basement of my parents' house, which is... And uh, my parents still live in the same house. Uh, we had uh, pinball machines. Um, Multiple. We Well, so for... Um, like for like 10 years or so of my life we had one and then we got a, a second one so we had two pinball machines we had one from the mid 70s uh, that was called uh, Jungle King and uh, Jungle King uh, it was uh, what would be called an electromagnetic uh, an EM for short pinball machine which is to say that it didn't have it doesn't have a uh, like it doesn't have uh, chips in it or anything like doesn't have what we would understand as a computer. Okay. 
Cool. Like, uh, it is all... Everything was mechanic. Wi- yeah, it's all mechanical and a ton of wires. And, like, so technically, in some definitions of the word, it is a computer because it's an adding machine. Um, so there were physical... Did it have, like, a way to keep score and things like yeah, that? Yeah, so there would be a literal... It was, there would be a score reel in the yes. back of it. And so where it kept score, it would be like a uh, like a, a bunch of spinning right. number things that had like, like zero through yeah zero through through uh, nine printed on them, and it, they would spin around. That's a, to me that is more impressive than like a, having a computer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> to figure out all the circuitry and movement. Well, it's it's really interesting, like. Electromagnetic pinball machines are really interesting because, like, uh, you uh, you think about like so when when a lot of like really kind of hardcore players, people who play a lot of pinball, they might look at an electromagnetic pinball machine and uh, say it's like really simple. But the fact is, is that that they were able to make some of them have like rules and things and it's like if you do this one thing it will cause this other thing to go off and like if you do this combination of hits then it will make something else happen you get a lot of points in order like that you're doing that with essentially a series of switches that send an electrical current down to like a you know a bunch of relays and then that like keeps track of scores like that's way more interesting to me actually I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. That seems impossible. <laughs> like, I guess it would just be a matter of a certain number of circuits like being triggered in the same way that it would if there were an actual chip in it. Yeah. But the yeah, uh, the mechanics of doing that seems so much more complicated. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to an analog watch versus a digital one, I suppose. Yeah, but it's not like gears. It's not, okay. Not gears. It is. It's still electrical. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just not. Yeah, it's just like an analog, like or like a mechanical watch, like mm-hmm. with all the gears. Like that's not electrical. Sure. Um. Then uh, so then we had that one, Jungle King, which was I forget what year, seventy seven. I don't know. Um, and then uh, we had uh, another one. What was one. the like feel of Jungle King? Uh, so Jungle King it had on the the back box uh, of it a drawing of like kind of a, a goofy looking like a cartoon drawing of like a Tarzan type. Oh, sure, of course. Like kind of like with a hapless look on his face. Tarzan, King of the Jungle. If you yeah, know. like yeah, <laughs> and, as you may. And then like he's he's kind of there and he's in kind of like a, a jungleish tableau type. And then the playfield uh, had art of like a bunch of like cartoon monkeys yes. and like you know palm trees, which aren't really jungly, but sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. And then um, so the the objective. So this is what we would play it for as a kid, is uh, on the left and right along the uh, the upper playfield. So when I say upper, that means around the back because okay. uh, a pinball machine's at a slope. Makes sense. So upper is further back. Much lower is like the, like the stage. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That's also how I got my love of the theater. <laughs> this is just a stage for yeah. me to ball on. <laughs> that's amazing. I never would have made the connection, obviously, because I don't know as much about mm -hmm. pinball as you would. But yeah, of course. The similar to because stages used to be slanted at the same yeah. uh the up being farther up and the down being farther down. Uh hence those directions and the same for yeah. up playing field the up upper play, part of up, the play up, field. Upper play field, yeah. Okay. Upper right. play field is the top half and lower play field is the bottom half. Okay. Yeah. Um and so on the left and right hand sides of uh, the upper play field were uh, numbered, um, uh, I believe, odds on one side and evens on the other. Um, these uh, little buttons that the ball could roll over. They were called rollovers. Hello. Uh, very technical term. We're all learning a lot today. Uh, That's up there with upper and lower play. Field. Yeah. I hope everyone's got their pencils. Um, and so... What would happen is if you uh, rolled over uh, one through ten, then it would allow you to hit uh, a couple of the shots on the play field to give you an extra ball, essentially an extra life. Awesome. And so that was all we were, and uh, it was also titled, like, if you lit this mode, it was called WOW. Yes! <laughs> Oh, that is precious. And it had this big red light, like a really striking red light. And like as a little kid, and it's kind of hard to get. It required it kind of like precision shooting. And as like a little kid, that's all I cared about. Of it course. wasn't about the score. I wanted to light up wow. Yes. And then I wanted to, to get more lives. I mean, uh, that's, extra balls. That's games right there. It's yeah. uh uh, a fitting goal for a difficult task that drives you forward. You yeah. know, that is so fun. I mean, that's where you honed all your skills, I would assume. Yeah, so I played a lot of Jungle King, and then the second game we got uh, was called uh, Fireball. Okay. Um, and Fireball, the, the art on the back glass was like, you know, kind of this like evil like kind of devil figure but he didn't have horns I, I like but red and he was like throwing fireballs yes. at you like you know with a, yes. the arm out and the, the fireballs coming at you got it and uh it had a, a couple really cool features uh it had a, a quickly spinning like turntable in the center so when you were playing, the ball would just like completely you'd be like, I'm lining up this shot. And then it would just go on You're the turntable and then nothing like you'd just be like, oh, no, I, I didn't line it up. That's crazy. <laughs> and, was it also EM? Uh, so this one was um, this was a uh, uh, solid state. Solid state. Solid oh, state. that makes it sense. Yeah, be, sure. Yeah. Though. So this was a remake, actually. This okay. was this came out in 1986. So it's 31 years old, just like me. Whoa, you're the same <laughs> as Fireball. And, um, but this was a remake. The original was an EM. Okay. Um, uh, we had the, the Solid State uh, remake. And so the main feature of it was it had this turntable, but also uh, it was one of the early games that had uh, multi-ball. 
Whoa. Uh, which is so you could have multiple balls on the field at once. Also triggered by some sort of thing well, you have what to... It, so there were little uh, saucers, which would, uh, the term for that be like a little indentation in the uh, table that the ball could uh, land in and stop. Gotcha. And so you could hit into a saucer and then uh, that would, the it would hit a switch and the machine would know that it had this, it was holding onto one ball and then it would kick out into the shooter lane, which is where you, uh, you know, you start out with the ball. It would kick out another ball and then you could free, there was a, um, this thing that looked like a mushroom uh, like this mushroom switch you would hit, and it would release the balls. Nice. Awesome. Um, and uh, that was great. That I loved that one uh, because also, like, the Solid State ones had, like, digital sound effects and stuff like that. And they were Those were really funky. Like, Oh, yeah. I would I mean, I did uh, Jungle King have anything? It had bells. Oh. It had so all literal bells. Physical bells. Actual lights. bells. That's amazing. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Bong, bong. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, like... Man. And the funny thing about that is that bells are still synonymous with pinball machines, even though they stopped. As soon as you started making dinging sounds, I was like, oh, that's what people associate with pinball machines, even though there ain't no bells in the ones that... No. There are no, like... You'll, you know, uh, yeah, you'll see, and they'll be playing, like, something that's very new and recent. Right. Uh, and uh, they'll be playing a new and recent thing, but then they'll cut out, they'll turn off all the sound from that, and then it'll just go ding, 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 ding. But in the same way, there is a long time where if someone was playing a video game at home, it was playing the sound effects from, no matter what the game was... Uh, sound effects from the Atari 2600 uh, Pac-Man. Really? Oh, yeah. The, it was just the only the sounds dur- anybody had. Dur- dur- yes. Like, there was this... Like, the Atari specifically... The Atari 2600 one had a very weird sound. <laughs> I don't know. I, I heard it a lot, and, but uh, now everyone knows video games with... Less people know pinball. They're like, yeah, bells. Sure, that's so funny. I yeah, I guess I didn't even think about that aspect of it when you're describing the EM versus the solid state. That yeah. you wouldn't. It would all be physical sounds too. Lights make sense. That's you can you can circuit a light in, but sounds not as much. No. That's really funny. Yeah. So the sounds on the fireball. Those were digital, and but you could switch it. They had a mode where it would make like fake chimes, and they sounded terrible. Yes. Like, just ding, like. But then it was more just kind of funky digital sounds, like wow, 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 like just weird sounds. Like the eighties in sounds. Yeah, yeah, really eightiesy. And then, like, when you lost a ball, it would go, aya, 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 aya. Like, they were just so weird. That's really wow, bizarre. Wow, aya, aya, aya. That's so funny. <laughs> and, like, I just remember as a kid, like, this machine that was still pretty old. Right. Because, like, when, when we got it. But next to this one, like, from the 70s with bells, I was it just seemed- like, yeah. 
these sounds. Like oh, a yeah, state yeah. of the art. <laughs> uh, were there times where you ventured outside of your home machines? Oh, yeah. When did your, uh, I guess, out, you know, did you venture into arcades and discover the world that pinball machines could offer? So there weren't a lot of arcades near us. There was one, like, big one, a town away. Um, that you'd go to for birthday parties. Got also it. Also at Qzar. Do you ever hear Qzar? I have heard of Qzar. I believe I went to one in the Charlotte area, but that would be the, the largest place yeah. close to where I grew up. Qzar was a, a for those who don't know, was a, a laser tag type yes. thing. Um, I think I went to a Qzar at some point, but only once, if at all. Yeah. But I am familiar with the concept. <laughs> So it was this arcade, it had QZAR, it had mini golf. Like, you know, it was like kind of your, like, you know, every... Classic. Milford wreck. Okay. Um, but we didn't go to that, like, we'd only go when it, like, when it was a birthday. Right. Uh, like, my parents wouldn't take me there very often. Um, but we would, uh, like, every other year we would go up to this place, Hampton Beach, which is this... Now going back as an adult, it's this really rundown, <laughs> shitty beach. Am I allowed to swear? You can say whatever the oh, fuck you. Yeah. Want. All right. Great. Anyway, so we went to Hampton Beach, which was like going back as an adult. It's like, wow, this is really dumpy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though I think it's gotten dumpier since I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's this uh, beach in uh, New Hampshire, which New Hampshire is mostly a landlocked state and it has like just like a you know, a couple dozen miles of shoreland in uh-huh. between. Uh, it's, like, but that's like for me as a southerner trying to remember all the uh, New, New England. England states. Yeah, I, it was always just like, oh, New Hampshire has just the tiniest little baby amount of coast, and Vermont does not. That was like the way that I yeah. differentiated them. Yeah, because it was Maine next, um, right? The coast. Um, and um, but that had a, a boardwalk with a bunch of arcades. Yeah. And uh, like, and so that was my primary, other than home, that oh. was my primary arcade. I was mostly playing pinball, um, though. I mean, of course, I would play like some other Turtles in Time. You oh, I played, I played the Turtles <laughs> games. Turtles in Time was my favorite. You um, can't not play Turtles in Time. I feel like other popular uh, people like the Simpsons arcade game. I don't know if I was allowed to play it because uh, the Simpsons arcade game because I wasn't allowed to watch the oh show. Oh my god, that's so precious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we have memories of playing what the, the Genesis games mm-hmm. and when I was still not allowed to watch the Simpsons, but I could <laughs> still amazing. play the video games of it. So maybe I did. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So that's really where you dug in. Yeah. Was I your played- mind kind of blown by? Oh, and there'd be the tons capabilities. Of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, there'd be tons and tons and tons of them. And uh, probably because this was like the length of the '90s, right. which is like kind of the last, like really huge mainstream era of pinball. And now it's like they're making a lot of they're they're making a lot more than they did ten years ago, but not making as much as they did in the '90s. Okay. Um, Why? What do you? What would you ascribe that to? Oh, like it, a resurgence. Uh, well, it went away because arcades went away, essentially. Um, Just because of the rise of video gaming? Yeah, and it was also, like, pinball machines are really hard to make, and they're, like, they require a lot of... Because 
uh, a pinball machine is a wooden box where you have a, a ball bearing, which you have a, whips a, around, a, like which whips around <laughs> and like breaks things. Yeah. And like so, they're a pain in the ass. They break everything. They break all the time. Yeah. And they get filthy. Excuse me. And uh, like. They're also, they've got a ton of tiny little components, even like the solid state ones. They've got sure. a ton of tiny, like a lot of specialized manufacturing goes into them. And yeah, I didn't the even largest, think about that. Like, who's making pinball machine parts? Yeah. <laughs> Except for people who make pinball machine parts. <laughs> and so the largest pinball manufacturer, which was Williams, uh, which all, of, I, here you go. This Here's a fun fact for you. Pin, the pinball manufacturing capital of the world is Chicago, Illinois. No way. Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Uh, still is. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so back when there were many pinball uh, factories, the majority of them were in Chicago. Huh. Uh, once upon a time, they, like, early, early on, not, like, in, like... In the 20s and 30s, when they didn't even have flippers, when sure. you would just plunge the ball, uh, like there were manufacturers in the Ravenswood corridor. Okay. Uh, then they moved kind of to like the South Loop and so uh, did that they, area. Was it originally developed here? Is that why it's uh, based here? I don't know if the very first one. So pinball comes from uh, it originally. It's a it's a take on a French thing. Okay. Uh, bagatelle machines. Okay. It's a which it's a take on like a type of billiards. Oh. And then uh, it became prominent in Chicago because Chicago existed at a nexus of uh, train lines. Oh. And so that's why like Ravenswood Corridor right next to a train there was um like. So you could get lumber, you could get labor, you could get, like, metals, you can get, like, everything you need would arrive here, and then there was a massive labor pool. Um, sure. Like, Chicago was extremely convenient for the manufacture of pinball machines. That's so um, cool. And so, uh, and it's interesting, like, <laughs> I was once, like, board uh and i was going through like just old uh advertisements from like the 20s and 30s of mm -hmm. pinball machines and it would like list off addresses like here in chicago and i'm like that's like right like, yeah i know where that yeah, is yeah i know that's where that is amazing yeah. and it's like that's an apartment now yeah, yeah you said so they started out in the ravenswood area and then there were some in the like on the were, south side there were some on the south side then they started to move west uh, so Williams uh, was in Avondale, across the street from where, um, across the street from where Hot Dogs used to be. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, that was also where Midway was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, a bunch of other like uh, somewhere in like the, the Chicagoland suburbs. Where is Williams now? Williams is still so it's now WMS and they make slot machines. Oh, that checks out. And so that was that was a thing. What I was, uh, how we got to the uh, start of this was that in 1998, 99, 
Williams stopped manufacturing pinball machines. They were the largest manufacturer. Gotcha. They were just like, we're going to make slot machines because it requires a lot of the same labor and a lot of the same skills, but they sell for a whole lot more and of they course. require a whole lot less effort. And people of like course. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How could you not, even just on paper, it's like, which one of these things will bring in more money and be easier to make? Oh, this is the death of pinball machines. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they require like a lot of the same kind of things. Right. But you basically just have to make... Uh, the scoreboard <laughs> like yeah. it's like the most important part <laughs> i met a mathematician who worked at williams really once. yeah that is really cool yeah to like help he, them determine all the algorithms and such yeah he was he's like like he had like a degree in applied math wow <laughs> yeah and he worked on slot machines Holy and i was just shit. like that's interesting yeah that's super interesting um so right now the major like the largest manufacturer of pinball uh, is uh, this company called Stern, which uh, is uh, also 31 years old. Also started in 1986. Oh my god! Uh, and uh, it was meant to be. Yeah, and they're out. <laughs> I forget what burb, but they're in like an immediate, like kind of. They're in a close uh, kind of suburb uh, to here. Cool. So it's still in the area. Yeah. And least. they employ a lot of people that used to work at Williams. That uh, that makes perfect sense. That's <laughs> And they're all like a bunch of like grandpas. <laughs> I was going to say, so like in, you know, less than 10 years, no one will be able to make pinball machines, That's basically. Like, <laughs> I've brought this up. Like yeah. I've said, like, I'm like, they really need to start like. An apprentice program or something. <laughs> they have actually, they have younger, they've, they've hired None of the design leads are uh, younger people, but they have a lot of, like, people around our age who sure. are, like, kind of... Working on like, things. Like, middle, uh, like, you know, kind of lower tier or middle tier, like, programmers and engineers and stuff like that. Have you been there before? You know what? I haven't, and uh, so many of my friends have. Really? Like, yeah, you can get a tour. It's not, like, you can get a tour of Stern Pinball. It's not terribly difficult. Uh, it's just that it's out, it's out in the yes, fucking yeah. birds, man. Like, I don't want to no go all the way. Like, it's just way out of the way. Yeah. And all of my friends, like, the thing is that all of my friends have done it at this point. So now it's like, you they're just like. You don't have anybody like, to go with. Yeah, they're all just like, oh, what? Like, a tour yes. of the Pinball Factory? Was this Mr. Seen Rogers? Like, <laughs> 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 oh, my God. That is very much PBS fodder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Reading Rainbow took a trip to a pinball machine factory at some yeah, point. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, and, and so, but, like, a lot of those guys, um, like, I don't, uh, some of them live in Chicago, but a lot of them, like, will come out and, like, come out to, like, events and stuff. Cool. Uh, here in Chicago. That's awesome. Like that. What were some of your favorite machines growing up, like, you know, on the boardwalk, what are the ones that you flock to? Uh, yeah. My favorite as a kid was one that gave me horrific nightmares. Uh, and it was called Funhouse. Mmm. Came out in 1990. Maybe 91. Uh, and, um, Funhouse had a marionette head, like, in the upper right play field that would talk to you and make fun of you. No! And it would, like, it had, like, this, like, really 
like kind of mean attitude no. and it would just talk to you <laughs> but here's the not thing not okay <laughs> you could hit it in the mouth yes and the objective of the game and this was great because so his pinball got like uh, advanced from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s uh, to the aughts and then to today uh, the rule complexity has gotten harder and harder and harder. Like, we're sure. more and more complex. Sure. Um, and... The smaller chips get and yeah. things like that. I'm sure they're, they're, you can pack more behind the punches. Yeah. And and so Funhouse, I understood as a kid, even, because, like, it can be kind of confusing. Funhouse, there was a clock in the center of the play field, and time was running down at Anytime you did something, the clock would start to move. Anytime, like, you hit a bumper or, like, hit a ramp or something, it caused the, the clock to advance. When you made it to 11.30, Rudy started getting really mad at you. Okay. And he was like, it, it, this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> like, this isn't fun. Like, that and is so scary. He, like, talked very sternly to you. <laughs> Like, he went from, like, Carnival Barker to, it's like, that's not funny. Oh, my God. That's and, so scary. And he, uh, so what you'd have to do is you'd have, there is a shot where you could lock the, the balls, lock balls and hold on to the balls to start a multi-ball. And uh, once you lock two balls, Rudy would fall asleep <gasps> and it became midnight. So it was 11.30 and then you locked one ball and it was 11.45. Then you would be like really mad. And then at midnight he would like get really grouchy but then he would just say well, I'm tired. <gasps> and then he would, his mouth, like his mouth would go wide open and he would start snoring and his eyes would shut. And like very tense kind of music would start playing. And you, what you had to do was knock the ball into his mouth and choke him while he slept. Oh my god! Oh my god! I had put together. I was like, "Well, you got to shoot the ball in his mouth, of course. You got to get that ball in the marionette mouth." That is horrifying. And, you, it, and so you what hit you it. Like there's this tense music playing, like and then you hit it into his mouth while he's snoring and you hear gulp. No. And then he goes, blah, blah, no. blah. And then he just spits it out. Blah. And then like this triumphant music plays and all three the of the balls, balls come out. Right. And your objective now is to hit this really complicated shot, which is compounded by the fact that you have now three balls. Right. And you can only do this when you have like multi-ball multi multi -ball going on. You have to hit this difficult shot and then you've defeated Rudy, and he just screams. You oh hit the ball into God. this what's called the trap door. Of course. And of course uh, he it's goes, a trap door. and he just screams. He goes, <laughs> and then like try it, like, and that's that's it. And then you, you just beat the game. Like yeah, and you just get a ton of points. And then when the multi-ball, like once you lose those two balls, game over. Then no, the game keeps going, and then it's six o'clock again, and then you just run the clock down and you do it again. Whoa! Because there's no end. Like there are. That's basically has, the only like game aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. Like well, so the the your objective is just to run up points. Right. Just as many points, and pinball, uh, what it is, 
is uh, the end game mode is uh, referred to generally as the wizard mode, which is once you've completed uh, most of the tasks that the game asks you to do, uh, there is one final task, and maybe it's like a very difficult mode uh, or something like that, and then you get this multi-ball and everything's worth a ton of points and you get a, an enormous amount of points. Gotcha. And so, like, The idea being it takes you, uh, you know, a long time to reach that point yeah. anyway. And generally, if you're playing in an arcade, you don't, you don't get, get that. There. But it's right. really cool if you do. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask is, like, to me, that seems like a, an endeavor. And is there a, can you pump more quarters in to continue a game kind of thing? Or do you have to... Some games, there was, a, like, a period, uh, like, in the mid to late 90s where they were doing games where it's, like, throw in a quarter for an extra ball. and But uh, they Not stopped usually. doing that. Yeah. It was only, like, that, like, stretch of games from, like, 1994 to 1998. <laughs> How long, what's the longest you've played a single game for? Oh, probably a very long time. Oh. I, I could, like, <laughs> and you start to get a headache after a while, too. Yeah. Uh, at least I do. Um, I don't know. There, there are some games that are kind of less difficult. And the thing is, is also you can pitch a game at a lower angle. Like, oh. if they're pitching it at the wrong angle, then it's the ball's like moving a, a little slower. Mode. Yeah, interesting. And so it's like, you might go to an arcade, they might not have set up a pinball machine correctly, and so you're just playing it. Forever. And you're just like uh, someone like it. you could just walk in and just... I would say I'm better than most people at pinball, but I'm not, like, I'm, like, below average of, like, really, like, great players. Sure. But... If you walk into, you know, yeah, uh, Emporium, Emporium headquarters, yeah. whatever, yeah, and people like watch you play pinball, they'd be like, "Holy shit, you're really good at pinball." Sometimes, and then sometimes it's just like, <laughs> that's what's really funny. <laughs> like, what's really funny about pinball is that I've seen some like of the top ranked world players because there is a there is a world ranking. Wow. That my name is on and I'm like yes. ten thousand or something. Like, yes. I haven't That's been, still incredible. I've because Come I on. haven't been playing ranked matches lately. But you're like ten thousandth in the world? <laughs> it's probably That's what you just it's told probably me. Probably lower than that. There was a time Either way. There was a time when I was trying to actively like try to improve my rank. Right. And it was going pretty okay. Like oh my I was gosh. ranked pretty high in Illinois. Yeah. Um like I was Illinois is a really com competitive state. Makes it tracks in because terms of this is where they make yeah right. I was like in the sixties in Illinois. No shit. One what? At one point, but I'm no not, longer. Uh, yeah, if you think about like where people are in general, I'm probably not that high. What sixties in Illinois? Like one of the probably. top one hundred pinball players in Illinois is what you're telling me. Probably at, like, one point. I don't even... Like, that was... Yeah. There, there was a time when... Oh, also, you pro you might not know this. I ran a Chicago Pinball League for I years. think I saw yeah. it in your Twitter bio at some point, actually. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about it if you didn't bring it up. Yeah, I, I founded uh, Pinball Chicago, which... Uh, PinballChicago.org. And uh, I just... Uh, I just resigned... 
uh, oh, from running it. Congratulations. Um, thank you. After I started in 2014 and then um, uh, I, I retired at the end of the season, which wrapped up uh, earlier, uh, probably like the end of August or early September. I don't even remember and anymore. And you passed the Yeah, I passed bearing. it along to, to, yeah, I passed it along to someone else. Just because it was just like... Three years. That's it was a, long, a long time it was a to long run time. anything. It's very logistically challenging. I can't imagine. I, like, I still do shows, as you know. Sure, yes. And, well, the the major thing was is that I used to, I, I used to work a job where I worked from home. Oh. And now I have a job where I have a long commute. And I just don't... Like, when I switch to game. that... Of like, course. Yeah, it's like, that was... It's an hour there, an hour back. Times no way. Like, that's 10 hours. Absolutely. Out of my week. Yes. And so I was just like, something's got to go. Yeah. It was it. Man, yeah. what did it entail when you did it? First of all. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When you came to Chicago, was that something that you sought out kind of immediately? No, I was kind of... Um, like when pinball kind of went away so when williams stopped manufacturing pinball late 90s in the late 90s yeah they uh so stern was still making pinball machines but uh like i just wasn't i didn't see him around that often there weren't really arcades anymore mm -hmm. and so it's like you know when i was in college the only pinball and also, it's like the machines in my parents' basement like stopped working. Like, oh, uh, but recently that's sad. <laughs> now they've been like repaired. Not really? every time I go back home. Yay! Uh, but it's like so the machines at home weren't working, yeah. and there weren't like there wasn't pinball anywhere. And so this was if, like high school, college years. This was called. So this would be Chicago. like I started college in two thousand four. So this was like. 2002 yeah and then like all of college and then uh i started uh getting kind of re-into pinball in chicago gotcha uh in like 2011 or so okay and it would still be that in that time I, if i saw a pinball machine i'd be You'd like oh it. pinball yeah uh, but i wasn't it was, uh, what really got me started on it again was, um, I had, a like, so you do a lot of shows, too. Yes. And, you know, like, and a lot of our friends, our mutual friends, and a lot of your friends are, like, theater people, yes. like, comedy people, and stuff yeah, like that. For sure. And a lot of the time... When you're hanging out with them, it's because you're in the same show yes. or like like you're going to their show and you're drinking afterwards or something yes. like that. And so it's really, but also most of the people you know are, or at least, Do that I, you know, thing. I'm not projecting, like, but no, yeah, no. Are, 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 you yeah. can project, yes. This yeah. is all accurate about me. Yeah, yes. like most of the people that, like, and so when uh, you have like a friend who's like, who who's not, in a that comedy world. person yes. and has like free time and like when you're home and you look at your schedule and you're like oh there's not like a rehearsal or a show or a thing right. like a thing I have to go to right 
but then like you're like, oh, I can't fight X, Y, or Z because they're at all their things, but you uh, have this one friend. Yes, for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure, yes. We all have at least one friend. <laughs> Who, who's just like, who lives like a normal, like nice life. Well, where they don't, meaning yeah. sometimes they come to your shows and it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, it's very yeah. sweet of them. They yes. all do that. Yes, it's uh, very nice <laughs> when anyone does that. <laughs> um... But, uh, uh, like, so I had one of those, those, uh, friends, he, uh, him and I, like, he was so, uh, like, anytime I would just be like, hey, like, want to hang out? And it's like, yeah, let's do it. Yes. And there was a bar near our, uh, like, where we lived where, uh, that had a Spider-Man pinball machine. Yes. Tobey Maguire, uh, yes. Spider-Man 3 era. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is yeah. Venom in it? Venom's in it. Yes. It was Spider-Man all. It 3. was all of them. It was all yes. of them. We had the Green Goblin. Yes. We had the Venom. Yes. We had the Sandman. Yes. Uh, who, Amazing Spider-Man oh, 2. Oh, we had Octo-Man. Oct- oh, Octo. We had, uh, we had the Octopus. Octo. It was the Octopus. Doctor Octopus. Octopus. Yeah. <laughs> I was being comical and mispronounced. Like I was yeah. jokingly, but then I was like, oh, I don't actually know his name. Uh, yeah. I was like, no, he's got more. He's got more to his name than that. Yeah. Um, but we we got there. Yeah, we, it, it, it covered all of the, <laughs> all the Toby Maguire bases. Okay. All, all right. All right. Um, and uh, we would go there to this bar, and him and I, and this was just kind of this was when it its claws started right. really get into us. And I was also playing. Uh, like a, a couple like pinball video games that had come out and that started to like get me it's like yeah pinball is fun you know that real classic one that came on like every computer uh, oh uh, that would while. be uh, 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 space, space cadet yes space something yeah, i knew space is uh space cadet that one was fun it's a pretty solid came on pinball every game windows like 98 uh-huh. i think when i was growing up I had a game called Jungle Pinball which was a Lion King themed pinball game for the computer. Whoa. And I it was I played that. I played it, a lot of It was fucking fun, but it was definitely too much for our computer. Oh. So it would like very often glitch oh. and you get kicked out and that was terrible. And then I also had this just like as soon as you said pinball video games i was like whoa i had those were this that computer game jungle pinball was probably the computer game i played the most Mm -hmm. period except maybe one of the carmen san diego's but you know you can't count those where in time uh where in time was the one that i wore the fuck out uh really yeah yeah. Really, I never. I had USA and World, and I played the hell out of USA. I played all the way through. We're in time, probably more than once. Wow. Uh, but that's my childhood. <laughs> and then yeah, so the Jungle Pinball, and I also had for Game Boy a Pokemon pinball. There was Pokemon game, pinball, yeah. Which I liked a lot because there was a different level of like capturing in that game. Yeah. You know, it, it was so much more it was just really different from the traditional pokemon games and it was so intense like 
when you got the opportunity to capture something, you had to hit the right series of yeah. bumpers and such. Pokemon awesome. seems like a pretty natural fit. I right? think so too. Yeah, the collection and the ball is already there. They were, they had a, uh, a I think it was the same people. They made a, a Metroid. Uh, oh really? Pinball for the DS, which was or, which was really nice because it had the two screens. Sure. So it had the upper play field and the top oh. screen, and then the lower play field in the bottom. Easily and the weakest part of Pokemon Pinball it was, was it yeah. had to go to the it would like take a second to get to the upper field and then oh, come yeah. back down. Yeah, that that stinks in all of those. And so it was like uh, there's a, a game called the Pinball Arcade where they recreate yes. uh, pinball machines. Cool. And so that like I was starting to play that again. And Dick, that and was, that's just like for any platform or a computer or something. That's like on. That? That's on a lot. Yeah, that's on like phones and. And they have everything. a bunch of like well-known pinball yeah. machines. That's it, awesome. It even has Funhouse. You can yes. Play Funhouse. Oh my gosh. It has a couple. Uh, uh, I would say. Uh, you know, definitely play Funhouse. What you'd want, if, if you're curious to yes. anyone, if you want to uh, do the uh, pinball arcade experience, it's in a couple different seasons. Like, they do a season and it's a bunch of tables. Uh, get Season one is, like, a lot of the, the real bangers. Uh-huh. And then, um, like, I think they're on, like, season five or six now. Wow. And I have most of them. And... Uh, they they have like a couple really great ones every season, mm-hmm. but the one with all the like with like most of the big hits is season one. And I think Funhouse might be in there. What are sure. what would you consider the big hits? Oh, big hits! So most of like uh, what Williams was doing in its prime. So that would be Funhouse. Um, do, am I naming ones from uh, this first season or just any of the classics? Honestly, from anything yeah. because I'm so unfamiliar with the, you know, the only thing I really associate with pinball machines is, uh, you know, uh, movie franchises and stuff like that. Because yeah. at this point, that's the most popular thing to slap on it. But Yeah. Well, the most famous pinball machine of all of them is Adam's Family. That's what I was thinking. Was yeah. I was like, isn't Adam's Family a uh, really big one? Yep. Okay. Adam's Family is, uh... And they have Adam's Family at the, what used to be headquarters. Yeah, what is they, replay? it's a uh, replay. Yeah. Um, they have Adam's Family oh. there. They have it at Emporium. They have it at Logan okay. Arcade. So it really is, like, the big boy. If you don't have Adam's Family. Adam Adam's Family, they made 20,000 of Wow. Most pinball machines, like, of that period kind of had a run in between... Five to ten, and higher than ten was really good. Okay. And then they could go lower than five. Um, like some had like two or three. It was generally kind of like when they were selling really well. That was about. Uh, it was how like many around five to ten. Wow. Or so, and then Adams sold twenty. Wow. Um, Adams is really good. Um, so Adams is really good. Uh, Funhouse, Attack from Mars, uh, which is a real favorite of mine. Okay. Um, Funhouse and Attack from Mars were my two favorite as a kid. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, it makes sense that it wasn't as branded when you were a kid. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, they they started really the, the branding stuff in earnest in, like, the early 90s. And then, like, by the late 90s, it was mostly branded. Mm-hmm. And now 
all everything. Yeah. yeah, like everything that Stern Stern has not made a of generic their main, <laughs> of their main line. They've made like a couple like kind of like boutique mm-hmm. type ones that mm-hmm. are are not uh, branded. But uh, in general, almost all of their games, almost all of their games, like their most recent one is uh, original trilogy Star Wars. Okay, sure. Um, they've made uh, they've made a, a, a good cottage industry. Is now a lot of the machines they sell go into basements. Oh. Um, and so they've made a good cottage industry of switching between like popular movie franchise that dads like and like a uh, classic rock band that dads Holy like. Holy shit, that's like, hilarious. That's, it, of course that's the niche. Alternates between those two. It's like Of course all it is. Yes. Because my dad loves pinball machines yeah. and it's like, you know, for the same ways that you got into it and that he played at arcades when he was a kid, you yeah. know, uh, whenever he got the opportunity to. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I only know that he likes pinball because of the song Pinball Wizard, which is also yeah. such a dead thing, you know? Yeah. There have to be the Who pinball machines out there. There was a, there was a, so there's a, um, Tommy pinball machine. Sure. But, uh, oddly enough, <laughs> it is based off of the Broadway musical <gasps> of Tommy Whoa. and not the like the, the album. Who's Tommy. Yeah. Like I mean it is based off the album because the musical is based off sure. the album. Um but yeah it's based off of the Broadway musical which is kind of a weird That is so bizarre. That it is would weird. be like if you chose to base something off of the Shrek Broadway musical. Yeah, or it's like <laughs> the American Idiot pinball machine. Yeah. But the Broadway American Idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a better analogy, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. I remember when my brother was in marching band, they did, uh, I think they did all songs from Tommy one year. So mm-hmm. Pinball Wizard was like, oh, yeah, I know this song. Uh, but I didn't ever, I don't know. I don't think I was very much of an arcade person. So I just didn't have that, that allure to it. Except for my dad being like, oh, I love pinball, but I don't know. I can't remember yeah, so ever it's like, seeing so him do it. Here's some of the, the bands they've done. ACDC. Yes. Kiss. Yes. Metallica. Yes. Aerosmith. Yes. I think I've either <laughs> seen or played an Aerosmith uh, pinball machine. Yeah. Yeah. And I know they like they want to do like Led Zeppelin. Yes. But, like that's hard to do, but they want to. Like I know... Because it's also the the people making them are in their like sixties. That's their shit like, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good point. That it's not just that they're catering to their audience; it's also that they're making stuff that they like. like hell yeah, Zap! <laughs> yes, get the lead out. <laughs> so there's this very funny thing. <laughs> there's this very funny thing that I don't think a lot of people would uh, realize is a thing, and it's that you can go to a conference that's all just intellectual properties. So, yeah. you know, down at McCormick Place, and I was like, you'd probably be familiar with this mm-hmm. more so than maybe a general audience would, but you can go down to a conference center and it's just booths of people selling you intellectual property so that you can slap it on a thing you make. Yeah, it's like, we're the Avengers booth. Exactly. Like we're, we, We've got a contract with Disney and we've got all the Marvel properties and we also have Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. So that booth is probably like the biggest one at the conference, right. you know, but 
there may very well be somebody sitting there at a Led Zeppelin booth selling off the rights to Led Zeppelin. I would imagine it's more TV and film things. They they talk about every once in a while, um, like Stern has said, like, oh, we're going off to the so-and-so in, like, Las Vegas uh, this weekend. Uh, this we are going to determine what the next three years of pinball machines Holy are going to be. Holy shit! Because like generally they have like it's a huge pipeline, and it's like to design one usually takes a long like, time. Yeah, like several so. Months. Right now they're probably trying to buy rights to stuff that might eventually still be popular. Yeah, I guess. I think that's why they they've been hedging their bets. Like so, it's like Dad Rock, and then like with Star Wars. Um, so the last machine that Williams made was Star Wars Episode One. Wow! And that closed the company. It's <laughs> it sold so poorly. How appropriate! And uh, like, I can imagine that them not being like, we're not going to do the Force Awakens or like new trilogy. Yeah. Like, is part of them is just like we're not going to be burned again. Like, really? Everyone, everyone likes Han and so Leia. So they already said that. <laughs> They come out and said like they haven't said that, but that has to be why. Like they probably like I mean they probably got the contract for for Star Wars again years ago. ago, Yeah, and they probably looked at it and were just like, well, we have this new Star Wars, and they were probably like, (laughs) new Star Wars closed someone else. Hell of that! Like everyone likes old Star Wars. That's so funny. Yeah, they did. One of their other recent ones was Ghostbusters, and it was all, like, dude Ghostbusters. Of course it like, was. Like, they did... Bush League. Yeah. Yeah, but none of those dads want lady Ghostbusters in oh, their Oh, yeah, basement. like, that's also all tied up all with a whole other... All those dads are, like, mad. Yeah, yeah that's those... also tied up with a whole other thing. <laughs> those dads you know? are as bad as all those Gamer Gators are about their being yeah, lady that's Ghostbusters. A different... <laughs> that that would have brought the two together. Right, right. And I mean, honestly, a lot of those dads they are going towards probably do have, like, a really shitty... I've met some of those dads. They do have a shit... Like, they... They would. <laughs> That's like, really yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, so so when you I mean, got... These are KISS fans. Like, <laughs> like they don't have an enlightened view <laughs> of gender. <laughs> like, no. Have you Not listened to the Fresh Air interview with Terry Gross and Gene Simmons? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to it. it I want to. horrible. I'm going to write it's it down. It's like, it, it, like, she just told him, like... You're very rude. Like, <laughs> something like that. Oh my god, Terry. <laughs> it's Terry Gross. Oh my gosh. I think it's like only like 20 minutes too. I don't know if they made it. Uh, when you started to dig back in, yeah. when you found Spider Man pinball when I machine. I found the Spider Man. And you'd been when you found pictures, pictures of Spider-Man <laughs> all over this pinball machine at your local bar, yeah. and you were playing a bunch of the um, video game yeah. versions of them. What was your progression from that to founding Pinball Chicago and like running events and things like that yeah. for them? Uh, yeah, that went. That started because I was having so much fun with my friend and I. Uh huh. And then my friend and I, so it was like we were having so much fun playing Spider-Man, but then it became like, oh, we've got to find other places. Sure. We could play. And so we would like, and this was 
before Emporium opened and here I was in Chicago. thinking that it would have been just before all yeah. those places started opening. And yeah, and so in Chicago, before Emporium opened, which was the very first barcade in Chicago, and then everything else like kind of quickly happened after that, mm-hmm. um, there wasn't a lot of places to play pinball, nor or like arcade games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's um, like uh, regulate like to license a pinball machine is really complicated um, in uh, city law, and uh, they had to in order to go to like to open up like arcades like they had to, you have to go through a whole process. Of course. Um, anyway, uh, so the uh, and I would imagine it would be really different from Emporium and Logan Arcade to headquarters because it's still is it still the case that you don't pl- pay for machines at headquarters locations? that's correct like and yeah it, and, so and places I don't know, you don't pay at that that they're not paying for licenses on those machines gotcha that makes sense because they don't have to charge for them but if they do have to charge for if you're making money off of it you would need a license yeah interesting so are they still renting them, or are they all purchased? Uh, depends on the place. Some gotcha. Some places own machines, and most places lease them either, like, through an operator or, like, a private collector or whatever. Gotcha. Um, uh, yeah, and, and so back then, which I think Emporium opened in 2012, 2013, maybe? That sounds about right. Um... It would just be, like, a bar that has, like, a machine that's sitting in the corner. And right. it probably hasn't been touched in years. Right. Um, and so... Or if it has, it's, like, a person played a game on it, it went poorly, and they didn't go back to it, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, like, also, this was, like, a period where, like, uh, now you can find a pretty well up-to-date uh, like listing of the pinball machines that are in Chicago. That's but, awesome. Like no one, there wasn't too much of a scene. The scene of people playing pinball in Chicago was uh, like private groups playing in each other's private collections. Gotcha. In the um, which and that still exists. And those, I've, I've been to some of those uh, uh, places, and they're actually really cool. Those dad hangs. Those, those, yeah, those dad <laughs> basements where they have like like a neon sign, and oh, like boy. they have like you know, they're fun. Are you usually one of the younger people, or do you think it's kind of? I uh, I I am. I'm generally on like kind of the younger tier, but there's usually a couple, one or two uh, folks younger than me. Sure. Um, but, uh, uh, so we would just, like, go, and we would go to, like, I, I, I read this place, and there's this bar that has a machine, and then we would go, and they didn't have it anymore, it was no. broken, and it'd be such a bummer, but right. we would just go all over the place, um, and then, uh, like, the Bottom Lounge, like, have you ever been there? I've heard of it, but I've the never The Bottom been. Lounge has a bunch of pinball machines, okay. and Delilah's, uh, they used to have fun Oh, house, yeah. Actually, oh, really? They, they now have Adam's Family. Um, yes. Which all tracks for their vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, the, the owner of Delilah's is also the owner of the Bomb Lounge, and he loves pinball. Oh, really nice guy. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and he owns all of those machines. Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's his collection. That's so um, cool. But, uh, so we would do that, and then after, like, Emporium opened, and uh, my friend, he moved away, I was like, man, this is fun, but it's, like, more fun to play with other people. Right. It's a lot more fun to play, like, kind of, like, you know, like, oh, I got the higher score, oh, you got the higher score. It, it's not as much fun to play alone. Sure. And, uh... I'm from the East Coast, I'm from Connecticut, and uh, I have family that lives in New York City, and when I would go to New York City, I would go and play pinball, and uh, there were a lot of places, there still are a lot of places I would go to, to play there. At the time, New York had a lot more places than we did. Now I think we have more places than they do. Um, but they had a league, and I sent an email to the guy who ran it, and I said to him, I'm like, hey, man, like, how do you run a league? Right. Like, I just sent him how that, you do that this? email. Like, how do you do this? Yeah. And he was like, hey, uh, well, I can explain that to you. Uh, but, um, like, uh, so you send your email like that, uh, like, you, you go to New York. So how about next time you're in New York? Uh, we'll talk about it. Cool. And then I went and I visited with him, like, next time I was in New York. And uh, he sat down and he put down, like, this like whole thing in front of me and he's like okay so we're going into business and, oh my gosh like, he, and I just remember thinking at the time like is this guy trying to like scam me is he gonna ask right. for like my routing number of course <laughs> yeah know? like when I everything you said was like oh yeah you'll just go grab a beer and he'll talk about yeah. a league and we went to a bar that had pinball and then he sits me down and he's like okay so this is how you do it he lays out these papers in front of me and he's like this is how you do it you can be part of my league Whoa. And I remember, like, being like, whoa, that's, like, this is way too much. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then, um, so I, I said to him, I was like, I'll think about it. I'll get back to you within a month. And um, then on that same trip, I went and visited with a, a, my best friend uh, from college. And I told him about this whole thing. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I think we're going to say no. Like, just seems kind of weird. Right. Like, who trusts someone that just sends him an email like that? Right. Like, that's weird. Yeah. And then my friend looks at me, and he goes, Ben, if you don't do this, you're going to really regret it. You're Whoa. going to be, I know you, you're going to be really upset Aww. if you, if, because what's going to happen is that this guy is just going to find someone else, and then yeah. you're just going to stand there and be like, oh, I could That was my that. idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he's like, you need to say yes to this man. And so I did. That's and the guy's really cool. He's real sweetheart. Like, That's he just amazing. turned out to be just someone who just wants to share his love yeah, of the he, game. He just took a lot of steps before yeah. you necessarily thought he should have been taking steps. But he loves no, pinball. Like, well, <laughs> he, I, he made the, the correct assumption that if you're going to email me, how do I start a pinball sure. league? And I wrote, like... It wasn't like a one sentence. I yeah, wrote like of a course. Thing. Yeah, like it was a, like a you told him like everything you've told me on this podcast. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it was twelve hours. Yeah, it was fifteen pages. <laughs> um, oh my god! And so like yeah, and, and I mean I've told him this, and he's just like I knew I could trust you. Oh. 
<laughs> oh my god! And, and so, like, he built the website. I use his rule sets. I call him up for advice. Holy blah, 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 shit! Blah. That's like, so cool. And so we went into business together. Like he's like he runs the league, and then I like kind of run the like, like franchise it out of him. Yeah, that's now. that's what was gonna be my next question. Was like. Not only did he help you start a league in Chicago, but also it's like a branch. It's part of, of his. It's part of his network. Cool. So like, it's his pinball New York. The, his is pinball New York, and then uh, there's pinball Chicago, and then there's uh, pinball Portland, and wow. then most recently there was uh, uh, pinball Twin Cities, which was started by someone uh, who was in uh, like pinball Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, like she, um, she like she uh, lived here, and then she lived in New York and played there for a bit, and gotcha. then she's like, then she she moved back uh, to the Twin Cities, and I was like, ah, I gotta keep doing this. Gotta scratch this itch. Yeah, and then she started it up there. Good <laughs> like, for her. Reached out to Chris, which is his name. I was like, all right, I gotta, gotta start the thing. That's so good. And so good. now she has it out in the Twin Cities, and uh, that looks like it's going really well. That's awesome. And then, like, I had a, a friend of mine email me it, who lives in Madison, <gasps> and she was like, Ben, how do I start a league? And I'm like, you gotta talk to Chris. <laughs> Forwarding this email <laughs> like, now. Like, yeah, email Chris. Like, That's well. wonderful. <laughs> I would think that with the popularity of Barcades on the Rise... It would be something that would just totally lend itself to more leagues as well. Yeah. Because that's not unique to Chicago anymore, you know? No. Arcades are... But we have, like, a we have a, a, a density of them. We have a lot sure. of them. To the point where I'm like, eh, maybe we have too many. Like, to the yeah. point where I'm like, eh, can we support this many? Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with you because I think that on occasion myself, like, there's, what... Five no, locations, six, seven. There's okay. So let's have the count. Oh yeah, because there's there's, there's two emporiums, and emporiums opening a third location. This was announced today. Whoa! They're opening a West Loop location. No way. And then uh, there's uh, headquarters. That's we're already at four. Then there are and there's uh, multiple headquarters, aren't there? There's only not anymore. There's only one headquarters in Chicago. River then North. they're opening up another in River North. They. They opened up another one in Nashville. Um, That's what I'm thinking of because I know there are two it... replays. Right. Now we're at six, um, and then uh, there is another one that opened up. I forget its name. Uh, that's in River North. Another, a different one that's in River North. Whoa. That's seven. Then there's Logan Arcade. Right. Eight, and then uh, there is. Um, the uh, uh, Uptown Arcade, that's nine. Wow. Those are places that identify as barcades. They're not like places that just have a couple games. Right, right. Which, then there's more of those. You could, yeah, yeah, um, probably innumerable. And so... Did you play, are there tournament things at all of those different so locations? I had, or? So the way that I ran the league was that that was bar versus bar, and a bar would sponsor a team. Cool. And then you'd play five games at home and then five games away. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, that was a mix of barcades and then, like, just, like, kind of, like, just dive bars. Places that, that had, had enough D- Delilahs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, Delilahs used to be in it. They might be in it again someday. Um, uh, that is so great. Like... Yeah, like it was—it was an interesting mix of uh, bars. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I do wonder about that though. Like, I, I wonder if there uh, if there will be too many, or if there already are too many. Because yeah, nine seems like a lot. That definitely then, seems two in River North blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but I guess that's kind did of. Did I say Logan Arcade? I yeah. Must, yeah, yeah. Then, we added it um, towards the end. And then uh, there's also uh, like will you know people who are like 15 now when they turn 21 want to they, do that they have nostalgia for this or they want to go to like a minecraft themed bar right yes um you know like i say minecraft but like but you know those kids love minecraft <laughs> yeah it's i think minecraft is more popular than anyone outside of minecraft can fathom you know what i mean <laughs> it's really weird because uh uh minecraft i like, I just remember when it was, like, just this niche nerd thing that people would, like, nerds would make fun of. It's like, oh, there's, like, Minecraft nerds. Like, in right. its very early, like, right. state. Right, Like, when it was in beta forever. Right. And then I just remember it was just as if someone flipped a switch, and then all of a sudden it was like, Everyone all kids love Minecraft. And I was just like, what happened? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, so much so that it's, like... That kid in um, Trainwreck plays Minecraft. Like, that's what you ascribe to a nerdy kid character now. Yeah, you know like what I they mean? Play, they play Minecraft. Um, like, my nephews played that. Minecraft. Yeah, I've seen gameplay of it, and it doesn't look that good. Well, I, I mean, I mean, it's fun. It's, I, I, I played, I played Minecraft. It and it has like a very video gamey aesthetic, which is really funny. I guess that's where I'm coming from. Is that in a world of you know better and better graphics, like every sports game looks like you're actually watching sports. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny to me that one of the most popular games, period, yeah. is this pixelated. Well, well, these are kids that came of age in a world where all those that games were already like great looking. So it's a and novelty so, to have yeah, boxiness. Like, because when you and I were growing up, like it was unfathomable. Fathomable. <laughs> fathom. Fathom. Fathomable. Unfathomable. Uh, to like play a game, like every game had to have better graphics than the last one. Sure. Like there was uh, less of an excitement, but now, like I imagine, if you grow up and everything looks great, then it's you, more of you're a novelty. Le- it's like, oh, this is what video games look like. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about it like that. Um, I would think there could be a something to arcade games for kids of that nature you know what I mean especially if it's a bunch of dads taking their kids to arcades those same you know rock and roll uh, old movie dads yeah, going like roll, look at this dads. this is great and and kids like dads that can't be challenged by Ghostbusters <laughs> um, I, I, but I well, could be wrong what are I mean I guess all those people had to be of age anyway arcade arcade designers like so people that's like the handful of like kind of indie designers that still make like kind of arcade arcade games mm-hmm. uh they'll say well i mean a cell phone game is an arcade game sure because those games are designed to be played for like two minutes which is the same amount of time that you play an arcade game 
like Flappy Bird, like we would play. Totally Flappy an Bird, arcade game, you yeah. Know, of course. In a nineties arcade. Yeah, it's um, funny to see to go to a more modern arcade, like uh, the one down at where the AMC is in the loop. There's a bowling alley and stuff. Oh, uh, 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 FTW, which is yes. another uh, uh, arcade. Yes. That's 10. Yes. I realized as I re- remembered going yeah. to that arcade arcade recently that it's also a barcade. Uh, but they have a plethora of mobile games turned. Yeah, they do. Uh, they arcade have like platformers. A- uh, they have like a Temple Run game. Yeah, they have Temple uh, Run. Like, I'm pretty really? sure they have Flappy Temple Bird. Run? Yeah, they have some things that yeah. just have no business being physical entities. Yeah. The um, I think so. The appeal for me of of pinball and so it's like it's kind of come back recently, and part of it is because I think there were uh, the the video games that kind of piqued some interest. And then, um, like, barcades, like, the resurgence of those. I think there might... Like, I, I hope there will be a place for them because I think a lot of the thrill of them is that you cannot, like, digitally recreate them, really. Yes. Sure. Like, playing the physical funhouse will always be more fun than playing it in the pinball arcade. Of it course. Will, there will never be a scenario where it is more fun to play the virtual version unless, like, you're playing a busted, like, physical version. But if you're playing one that's, like, in really good shape versus the virtual one, you're going to want to play the real one. Um, And pinball is really great because it's this physical thing and you can hit it and you can slap it and you can spin it around. Like, not spin it around, but, like, you can move it around and, like, the, the ball does things that you don't think it should or could like and sometimes it will go so fast it hops over the flipper and like sometimes the ball will fly up because you think it's like a two you you mentally think it's a 2d game right but it exists in a 3d plane so it's like if it if the flipper hits it hard enough and it's at a weird angle it might just knock it up and like you know like weird things happen Uh, yeah and and so that's what's really cool about pinball to me is that it's like this actual physical machine that you're desperately trying to manipulate <laughs> and are doomed to fail. <laughs> like Yeah, truly. The setup is if you did nothing, you will fail every time. Yeah. <laughs> and and you will you can't like there are win states and there are like high scores, but it will beat you. Eventually, the game will be over yeah. like, because, like, the ball will find a way. It yeah. will just find a way, and you'll be done, and that'll be it. Are there uh, pinball champions of the nature of the people who are covered in the documentary King of Kong and Fistful of Quarters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that, that documentary has, like, a guy who has all the arcade high scores for, like, King Kong yeah. and... Uh, I love, or Donkey I, I, Kong, I wanna, excuse me. I want to say I love Billy Mitchell. That's this is the him. Guy. This is him, yeah. Uh, I, I love him because he he's such a ridiculous character. Oh, I like him more sure. than Steve Wiebe, who's, like, the good guy yeah, in Yeah, so if you're unfamiliar, because, yeah. it's basically a guy, Steve Wiebe, has a 
Donkey Kong uh, cabinet in his basement, gets very good at it, and attempts to beat Billy Mitchell's record. Yeah, and like they they have this back and forth, and Billy Mitchell right. is like really kind of slimy, absolutely and he seems painted like, as the villain, yeah. absolutely. And and then Steve Weeby was just laid off from his right. job at like. Uh, like Boeing or whatever. Yeah, some and major like now corporation. He's a substitute teacher or something. Right. Like he's just kind of like this. Like he looks like a hero too. Oh, like he's and just Billy like Mitchell's kind of like, like long dark ponytail guy. Like it, it couldn't dark hair with a like a goatee. Like yes. he looks like Jafar. Yes. Like absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like a Ben Stiller villain, basically. Yeah, he looks like a Ben Stiller. Yes. He looks like Ben Stiller in um, Happy Dodge Gilmore. Ball. Yeah. Or yes. Ball. Or Happy Gilmore. Yes. I said what I said. Like any pick one. A Ben yeah. Stiller villain. Yeah. And he's played. <laughs> Like a Ben Stiller villain. Yes, totally. But I love him because he's just so ridiculous. Absolutely. He's and a he character. owns a chain of Hot Wings restaurants in Florida. Like, that's where they eat afterwards. They eat his Hot Wings. <laughs> oh, and my gosh. And I have gosh. to tell you, when I saw King of Kong in a movie theater I here in Chicago, when I saw that here, saw it with a friend of mine from Florida, and uh, we're watching... And she turns to me, like, about two-thirds of the way through the film, and she goes, Oh, my God, I've eaten at, at Billy Mitchell's <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> That's so funny. And she's like, those wigs are really good. What are the odds? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but are there, like, similar... Knowing that you have known like where your place is on the world rankings I mean, and things I, I've like met, that. I've met like what like I've met uh like probably I've so in between one to five. I forget now, but I've definitely like uh there's like these two brothers uh that are like uh two of the best pinball players in the world and they live in the Chicago suburbs. Wow. Like, we're t- top five worldwide, guys? Yeah. Wow. Like, that's one of them awesome. is, like, like one of them is, I think, top five. The other one is, like, in the top 20 or something wow. like that. They're both incredible players. They're really sweet guys, too. They're really nice. Um, I feel like there's something and, to uh, having a demeanor that makes you want to be really good at pinball that I just can't ascribe a, like... Negative person to that. I don't know. I know. I've, I've, I've. You met some assholes. I, I, yeah, I've met, I've met assholes. They're definitely assholes. They come in all shapes uh, and sizes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's like, yeah. Uh, they're, they're like some characters, but most of them are just like, you know, like just kind of like, this is, this is their weird hobby. It's so funny. Like, you know, one of them, like, there's a guy and he like, writes math textbooks and oh he's gosh. this really great pinball player like you yes. know there's just like a bunch of I'm there, sure. yeah there's a guy who streams he's a twitch channel and he streams pinball uh, he has like an office like in Avondale they just loaded it up with pinball machines does he is it like does he have like a GoPro or something rigged does he do physical pinball he's streaming? got it's physical pinball streaming he has like he has multiple cameras he has three it's a three camera shoot he has one camera 
on the in there are other people that do this too. Pinball streaming is a thing. I did not fathom, but of course it is because everything streaming is yeah. a thing, especially so, game wise. Yeah, and so you have three cameras. You have a camera on the play field. You have a camera on the display that sure. has the score and tells you what's going on. Then you have a, a camera on the player. Wow, that is just wonderful. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, how much time have you put into watching pinball streams? I used to do a lot more of it. Yeah. I'll do it. Um, I don't do it as much with, like, just like a, hey, I'm playing pinball now. Like, I'll get kind of, like, I, I don't watch as much of that now, but I will watch, like, tournaments because those are fun. Sure. That's, um, I figured it would either be, like, a tournament thing or, like, a table you hadn't seen before or something like that. Yep, that's exactly it. Like, yeah. if there's, like, a, hey, uh, I'm at the Stern Factory and uh, I'm getting to see this brand new machine. That's like, so Then fun. I'll, I'll, I'll put that on and I be like, love that. Oh, wow. I love that so much. What's, like, on the verge of being released? They <laughs> never they never announce. It's, it's only announced, like, right before it comes out. Really? Yep. So I don't know. Like Star Wars just came out, so mm. it's probably the original trilogy. Star it's probably Wars. Probably some other dad rock band. <laughs> so Somebody's like, gotta... think about like yeah. you know. I think some people said Maiden is coming. I don't mm. know. That I believe right, that. Right? I believe that. Is it? There... Yeah, Maiden sounds right. <laughs> yeah, that that tracks for all the other. I things want. That you I want off. Devo. That's what I want. I want a Devo pinball machine. Wouldn't that be cool? I feel like that's of the era that they were, you know, the it's, it's 80s. A, but I think it's a little too... Wrong genre. It's not mass enough. It has to be, like, mass. It has to be, like, super mass appeal. That makes sense. Uh, they did ACDC. That's a great one. That's a the really the machine is great? Machine. Oh, yeah. What about it makes it great? It has really, like, it has really good rules. Okay. It has a really good rule set. You can do all sorts of interesting, uh, like, complicated pinball things that are kind of <laughs> tedious to explain. Of course. Yeah. I understand. Uh, is there anything that you would specifically feel remiss to not mention? I already talked about Adam's family. I think that's, like, if you ever, like, hear... Someone talking about pinball. There's got. There will be someone who's like, "We gotta talk about Adam's family." Sure. <laughs> it's sure. like, why did he talk about Adam's family? God damn it! Yeah. Twenty thousand machines. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> there's a lot of Adams. That's the one. <laughs> they, Raul Julia recorded. They got Raul Julia and Angelica Houston wow. to record voice, and Raul Julia is really like his performance in it is really good really yeah like it's like you know he has like maybe like five minutes of total audio audio but it's just like look everyone we have guests that's (laughs) so good that's kind of great i didn't even consider the fact that they could get the actual voice talent or actors from whatever the thing is yeah (laughs) how do you feel your love of pinball machines and playing pinball has influenced you creatively and the grander scheme of your life in general hmm uh it's made me think about lighting a lot Ooh, interesting because uh some good pinball machines have interesting lighting okay and so i'll think about like how they do 
uh, like how lighting can change the mood because like you can't change the set of a pinball machine. Sure. But uh, especially now because you can have color changing lights and stuff like that on a like you know an LED, you can you can do like certain different colors and stuff like that. There's a game that came out. There's a pinball machine that came out like the 80s that was called Space Station. And in Space Station, uh, your uh, there would be a part where you could exit and go out into space. And what it would do is it would play the sound effect of like this whistling of like you're out in the vacuum of space. It would go from playing music to like okay, and it would switch. That's cool. And it switched from all white light to green light and it gave the machine this eerie green glow and so it had this whistling sound effect and then it turned everything into like this green color and I just remember like seeing that and being like huh like this really like transports you and it's like oh lighting is really important in setting the mood in a show sure that's so funny I I would never have guessed that that would be you know where it landed but of course especially this the thought that you can't change physically really yeah. i mean there are some there, there are, yeah. are like toys that turn around and stuff like that and, and stuff like that but yeah like lighting and sound is how you can really change that's really cool um and then uh, another thing is that less creatively but it led me to think of games in terms of uh like their rules because pinball uh, the mechanics of pinball are very simple and straightforward you've got two flippers and you got a ball and then there's just a bunch of other shit right and so in order to make one game vary from another you have to have rules sure which like if you hit this and hit this and hit this then it starts this mode where all these things happen right and so it just started to make me think of how rules uh, work and now a modern, a good modern pinball machine that has a complicated rule set, the rule sets are often very similar to that of like a good board game like a good, like kind of uh, like kind of German, like a Puerto Rico, if you ever played that or Agricola or something like that the European games yeah like uh, you know that school of thought those uh, I kind of think of it in those terms because those games are very like strategy and rule driven gathering a certain number of resources and well risk and reward you can play very conservatively sure 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 or you can play very like you could take bigger risks and uh, potentially get a bigger reward and Good practices pinball design is always about risk and reward. The hardest shot is always worth the most points, and the uh, most uh, the the mode uh, of a game that awards the most points uh, rewards the most risky play. That's awesome, and it makes perfect sense in terms of walking up to, to a quarters. table. Right. Yeah, of course. You want there to be a, you know, silver platter, the trap door to hit the ball into. What's the biggest thing that you would tell people to try to improve their pinball game? 
Uh, don't hit both flippers at once. That's what most people do if they don't know what they're doing. Like at the same, yeah, yeah. up, down, up, down. Yeah, like yeah. Don't hit them simultaneously at the same time because uh, in their down position, um, the angle they're at actually covers more space. Oh. Uh, when they're up, they're tilted up a little more, so the gap is slightly wider. Oh. Uh, but also, like, so yeah, uh, hit flippers individually, and then uh, the second one is that don't hit. Uh, don't hit a flipper just right when the ball's coming down towards it. But if if a ball is going fast enough that you know will hit the flipper and then bounce to the next one, then do that because it deadens the Slows speed. it down. Slower the ball's going, the easier time you have controlling it. That makes perfect sense. The game sense. pinball's about control of the ball. If you can make it go where you want it to, then you're doing very well. That makes perfect sense, and I've absolutely um, always just tried to slap that bad boy right when it comes. So. And, and sometimes, <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes when I'm playing, like, I, I have, like, a type of pinball play I'll play when I'm playing and I'm just kind of having fun, uh -huh. and then I'll have, like, a way I'll play if I'm playing, like, more kind of competitively. Uh-huh. And actually, so for the Star Wars launch party... Uh, there was a, like, so they, they got, like, a bunch of the brand new Star Wars pinball machines at Logan Arcade, and a bunch of the people from Stern Pinball were there, because cool. it's just, and, uh, the owner of Logan Arcade, who's a friend of mine, uh, hired me to, and he rented the costume, hired me to dress up as Darth Vader and walk around and he got me like a real Darth Vader costume. Oh my god. And so like I walked around and he also like he had a friend that like has like a really good homemade R2D2 like really life size oh, actual sounds light god. up actual and it was Roll dirty around. too. Like oh, it was like a new god. hope era dirty R2. It was awesome. And I'm like walking around in, and I can't see shit in right. this Darth Vader costume and somebody's like hey and they had a tournament that night and someone's like hey Darth Vader should play the, the <gasps> pinball machine and it's like this was uh, like August or, or early September and it was very hot Yeah. it's like you know 90 degrees out and I'm in this uh, Darth Vader costume that's like 500 layers and it's designed for the winter <laughs> extremely hot sure. and I can't see shit sure like I can't see a single thing I can only I've got no periphery and I have like a very thin band and but I was just like alright they Here asked me go. to do this I'm going to do it I played one of my better games of Star Wars yes because I had to be since so I had focused. such yeah and also I was like people are watching me of course in this Darth Vader costume I have to play well. Like I can't go up there and like <laughs> and bone it. Play yeah, 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 like, yeah. I gotta play real. That's so, so funny. Like, it was one of my best games because I'm like really careful, and I had to like move my head. Right. And you literally had blinders on, yeah, basically. I, I was playing. I was playing Tommy mode. I was near blind. Oh my gosh. And uh, it was one of my best games. And are you ready for this? I won that tournament. No! 
<laughs> no, Darth Vader won. Oh was, my God. Now I want to put a caveat here. They had two tournaments. They had one that was pro, and they had one that was amateur. And they put Darth Vader in the amateur okay. uh, uh, bracket. If I was, if I was playing, I would have still had a pretty competitive score in pro, but I would have lost. Still, but dude. I got. Come on. First still. place is Darth Vader. That's incredible. <laughs> that is so great. I'm so glad that we got that story yeah. in. Has you have you won other tournaments? Like, is that a thing that you do I've, I've won a couple other tournaments uh, before, and like in the league, my team, which I have like I didn't try to position as a like a winning team. Uh huh. Like, it was just like I was like this is like a I get got... drunk and play team. Sure. Um, we made it like to playoffs a couple times and made it to second last season. Yeah, not, not this like the one before last. Uh huh. And um, so it's like we have our. You've moments. tasted some victories. Yeah, I've I've had. But I, nothing quite as sweet as yeah. Darth Vader winning the whole amateur league. Yeah, amateur <laughs> tournament in the costume. I even like even when when I wasn't up, there were. Uh, three other play people playing other than me so when I was off I was just playing for them and I, I took off my gloves but I was like I'm going to have the full costume on when I'm playing so I even had the gloves in my hands I was are thinking just that cooking I was, I was thinking that cooking. even just like pressing buttons would be different if you had like cumbersome gloves on my uh, like the the viewer was steaming up and like the the Darth Vader cowl was this hard plastic thing and so when I put I couldn't look Crane my neck too far down yeah. because it would just cut yeah. into my neck. Oh my god! It was it was uh, it was intense. That's amazing. And then like afterwards, I turned like to the owner. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm done. <laughs> I want to take this costume off now. <laughs> All right. I think you were. You did. Like, yeah, you, you've entertained enough people. I walked around. People took their photo with of me. Of course. I played pinball. And then I was like, all right, that's enough. That's amazing. Uh, ben, thank you so much for doing this. This thank has been yeah, a wonderful conversation. <laughs> I love you, and I mean thank it. Thank you. Ben. Thank you so much. Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.